Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome. I hope your weekend was good. I hope your time with your family was good. We're still in the midst of Passover. Such a special time to really lead in and meet with the one who is everything to us. I just want to encourage you. Lean in. This is a special high holy time between now and and, and uh, Pentecost. The heavens are open in such an unusual way. And it is in the Bible many times that you see God move for his people in such a grand way. And it's just his demonstration of love. He loves us so much that he doesn't want us to be in oppression. He doesn't want us living below the standard that he has made for us. And so I just want to encourage you. The Lord wants to be with you. There is such an invitation right now for us to see Jesus. There is such an invitation for us to encounter him. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. And I believe we are still beholding this glory that was manifested some 2000 years ago. It's echoing throughout time and it's unfolding, it's unraveling. And we're constantly beholding, beholding this beautiful one, this gorgeous one, this majestic one, this holy one is constantly being made known and being revealed to us. How can you not want to lean into him? How can you not want to just give yourself and surrender all? Why would you want to withhold anything from him? Sometimes people can't let go of things. Sometimes it's hard. I think of the picture on Facebook. There's a picture of the little girl holding the little teddy bear. And Jesus is holding this big teddy bear, but she doesn't see it. And he's asking her, can I have that? Will you surrender that? In other words, will you give me that? Because I got more for you. But she, due to whatever circumstances that have happened in her life, she doesn't trust him. You can see that in the picture. She feels like all that she's ever going to have is what she has in her hand. But what she doesn't know is that in the hands of God, there's so many great things for his people. That's so much like us that God would extend an invitation or he would say, surrender this or walk away from this. Or some are being told to lay down this and and come follow me. Can you imagine what it was like for the disciples that as Jesus encountered them, he was calling them off their jobs, telling them, come follow me, surrender your business, come follow me. He was calling them out of different walks of life, different professions and saying, follow me. Even Saul of Tarsus, who was very educated. He didn't meet Jesus in his earthly ministry, but he met him. Jesus unlimited, as we like to call him in the spirit. But nevertheless, he left the opportunity. He was going to be a. the, the, the chief Pharisee, he was being groomed by the, the best Pharisee that was at that time. And when he encounters Jesus crossing his path, 
he was forever changed. And he was not set up to do this, but he steps into the purpose that God has for him. I believe in this moment. I believe in this moment right now as we are faced with this challenge, this pandemic that's out here. I really believe that there's some things that we need to surrender. There's some things that we need to let go of. That we can truly lean in. You can't hold on to the world. You can't hold on to this person. You can't hold on to this thing here. And still come and follow Jesus. How can you hold on to the world? The Bible says, what would it gain? What would it profit the man to gain the world? What would it profit you to accomplish all that you think that you can accomplish? What would it profit you to get 10 degrees? I'm not saying you don't go to school, but you get 10 degrees. You do all these things. You get all these accolades. People are throwing money at your way. They're giving you all kinds of awards and you're just at the height of everything. But you never met the one. You never surrendered. You wasn't willing to give that up because you felt this is what life was really about. My friends, I'm here to tell you, life isn't about all those things. Life is about the one who created it all. And until you meet him, until you encounter him, You'll never know who you truly are or what you were truly made for. There are a lot of people leaving, finishing their life, running their race, as they say, and did not fulfill the purpose which they were set here for. I tell you, what I'm saying tonight, I believe, identifies with a lot of us. We are in this time and space where we need to really lean in. This is our time. This is our invitation that God is calling us. Come closer. Come closer. I want to establish a stronger relationship. I want to build a stronger communion. I want you to see me. When you worship, do you see me? Are you beholding me? When you pray, are you praying until I come into the room? When you fast, is your fast unto me? When you look in the scriptures, when you behold my law, my word, is it truly a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path? Do you really see me? And I think this is where we're at. It's that there's some that really want to see Jesus. And then there's some who are giving Jesus lip service. The Bible says that you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Some people say, yes, I will. And then they don't do it. Jesus gave this parable of the two sons. He said there were two sons. And a man, their father comes to them. And he tells the one son. He says, I want you to go out into the vineyard. And that son turns to him and says, no, I'm not going. And then later regrets what he had said to his father and goes. And then this second son, he goes to and asks him to do the same thing, go into the vineyard. And that son says, yes, I'm going, I'm going, but doesn't go. And Jesus asked one of the Pharisees, he says, which one of these 
sons did the will of their father. Said the first one. I believe there's two people, two kinds of people that are listening to my podcast right now. Those that will do the will of the father and those that won't. And maybe you're that one that says, no, I'm not going to do it. But then you regret it and you go do it. And then maybe you're the one that's been given lip service. You've been saying you're going to do this. You've been making promise. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll do this. Lord, if you open that door, I'll do this. Be careful what you you say. Because you bind yourself with your own words. I want to introduce you to a character in the Bible who, who was affluent, who was educated, who was rich, who had it going on in our terms. And he encounters Jesus one day. And as he is encountering Jesus, he comes to him and says, you know, good teacher. How can I obtain eternal life? How can I get this eternal life? What do I have to do? To have eternal life. And Jesus responds to him and says right away. Who are you calling good? There's no one good except God himself. I love that about Jesus. That Jesus never took any credit for himself. He was never trying to take any honor for himself. He realized I am sent. To point everybody's heart. To point everybody's eyes. Back to the one. Who this is, this is really about. He would always say, if you have seen me, you've seen the father. If you receive me, you receive the father. Everything was about the father. And I love that because in the end, the father makes everything about the son. It's so beautiful how they honor one another. So let's, let's go keep going further. So this young man encounters Jesus and Jesus answers him. Why are you asking me about What is good? There's only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. He says to Jesus, which commandments? Jesus answers, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall honor your father and mother. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But here, the interesting thing about that. His, his question to Jesus, he said, which commandments? That caught my attention. It made me think that it doesn't sound like somebody who has a relationship. It sounds like somebody who has a checklist. He says, so which ones are you talking about, Jesus? Because Jesus before tells him, you know, keep the commandments. You know, he says, oh, yeah, you know, I kept these. I kept them all for my youth. But then he tells him. You know, he says to him, but which ones are you talking about? And it almost gives me the sense that he had this checklist and he was trying to just make sure he was dotting all his I's and crossing all his T's. But I wonder, as he was talking about the law, did he realize the law was sitting, was standing right in front of him? Did he get, did he understand that the one that the law was talking about was right in front of him. And he was asking, you know, 
you know, which of these, you know, which of these did I, did I need to, to follow Jesus? Which ones did I need to grasp Jesus? And Jesus is gracefully standing there, engaging him. And he tells him one by one by one. And then out of his pride, out of his, his own self-righteousness, out of his feeling of accomplishment, he tells Jesus, a young man says to him, I have kept all these from my youth, but you know, what do I lack still? And I'll tell you, on your best day, your righteousness is filthy rags. You cannot justify yourself to the one who is holy and who is right. But Jesus never called him out. I love that Jesus never called him out. He just tells him, why don't you sell all that you have? Give it to the poor and come and follow me. I want to ask you a question. How many of you in here, if Jesus said, I want you to surrender that career and I want you to come do this. I want you to go to Africa. I want you to build orphanage. I want you to teach the people, educate them, dig wells and stuff like that. How many of you be willing to do that? Or how many of you would say, Satan, get thee behind me. I know you're not telling me to do this because God put me through school. Yeah. God may have very well put you through school. But is he not worthy to surrender all that you would encounter him? The scripture says this, that you search the scriptures. You're looking for eternal life. But the scriptures testify of me. He comes to Jesus looking for eternal life. He's probably looked through the law looking for eternal life. So he comes to him, you know, Jesus, tell me, how can I obtain eternal life? John 17 says this, herein is eternal life, that you would know God, the one and true God, Yahweh, and that you would know his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. So. The answer to this young man, this rich young ruler's question was the one who was standing in front of him, but he never saw it. How many times have Jesus stood in front of us through another person and we never witnessed Jesus standing in front of us? We never saw it. We looked past this person. This man was standing in front of the one who is the living word. And had he had eyes to see, had he had his pride in check and he came to him humbly. It's the humble that see God, not the proud. The Bible says that the Lord resists the proud. And this young man was proud of who he was, proud of himself. And he felt like he was good enough to present himself to this, you know, to this prophet or to this preacher. Maybe he came trying to test him. We don't know. The scripture doesn't really say. But what we do know is that this young man was not willing to surrender all that he had. Some of us getting there, Jesus, you're worthy of it all. Jesus, you're worthy of it all. But what if Jesus asked for it all? Are you still worthy? Is he still worthy?
What if he asks you to surrender it all? Or there's an old hymn, you know, that says, you can have this whole world, but give me Jesus. You could take it all, but give me Jesus. Now, I believe the person that wrote that hymn understood that because they lived it. How many times have you heard that song being sung and you're singing it and you're like, yeah. But what if Jesus actually stood in front of you and said, sell all. I want to encourage you guys today. That as we search the scriptures, don't look past Jesus. He's the one you're really looking for. He's the eternal life. The scriptures speak of him from Genesis to Revelations. They speak of him. The Ten Commandments speak of Jesus. Worship songs speak of Jesus. If you're praying, you pray to see Jesus. You pray to see him come into the room and then you allow him to speak to you. Don't let's not be people that pray, God, I want to see you. God, I want to see you do this. And then the Lord shows up. And we we miss him because we're too self-righteous. We're too caught up in our accomplishments. I, I want to encourage you. This rich young ruler, he was finding his identity and his accomplishments and how good he followed the law and how good he was a good businessman or how good the 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 community spoke of him how good he was you know lifted up among others none of that means nothing if you haven't laid eyes on the one who is everything the scriptures the law the word of god was never meant for us to lean, to measure up to. It was something that was used as an invitation to invite us into a relationship, to see the heart of God, to see the heart of the one, to know his ways, to know why he does what he does. And I really believe some of you are getting an invitation in this season, you are getting an invitation just like this rich young ruler. Surrender it all. Let it go. Come follow me. Trust me. You haven't been this way. I've been this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you lay it all down and stretch out in faith, your faith is going to bear fruit. And you're going to see the evidence that God is good. I just want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we are in this situation, I pray for my dear brothers and sisters that they would accept this invitation to dig deeper, to see you when they worship, to see you, to pray. They see you, Lord. I pray that, Lord, they would not be like the rich young rulers staring at the living expression, staring at the son of God, staring at the Holy One of Israel and not realizing that the eternal life you were seeking was standing in front of him. Father, I pray that, Lord, they would not miss their divine 
um, appointments. They would not miss their, the divine encounters, Lord, that they would not miss this sweet time with you to really get to meet you, to really get to see you, to really get to behold the one full of grace and truth. I encourage them, Lord, that wherever they're at, Lord, that you would meet them where they are. I pray right now that you would give them the grace to walk by faith and not by sight. Father, I I pray for them that whatever accolades and things that they have accomplished, that they would take those things out out of those places and put you there. I pray that God, that they would surrender those things and they would realize like the 24 elders in heaven. Every time the four living creatures started worshiping, as Revelation says, the four and 20 elders would throw their crowns down and cry holy, cry worthy. Can we throw down our our crowns? Can we surrender it all and say, you are worthy? I will go where you go. I will say what you say. Father, I pray for them right now and I pray that you would bless their home. I pray that you would you would stir their hearts. You would provoke them. You would give them such a hunger to see you. We love you today and we honor you. If you want to reach out to me and you want to send me an email, my email address is radiantprayerhouse17 at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. Again, radiantprayerhouse17.com. That's my email. If you want to shoot me an email, you know, just to let me know, even a prayer request or just how you're doing and, or, you know, some questions you may have. I'd love to hear from you. It is always a blessing to speak with you, to talk with you. Until next time. Let the words of our mouth, let the meditation of our heart be acceptable in our sight. Our Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, in Jesus' name, we bless you guys. You guys have a good night.